I still keep hearing people say that you need 20% down to buy a home, and you absolutely do not. The minimum down payment is actually a lot less than 20%. And in this video, I'm gonna cover 12 minimum down payments on different types of loans because saving for a down payment is tough, especially as home prices continue to increase. I keep hearing stories about people saving for years only for the price of a home to continue to go up and up and up, sometimes over $100,000 in value. And last year, appreciation for home growth was around 17%. So that means if you wanted to buy last year, uh, this time last year, the median home price was around $337,000. And in the period of a year, the median home price skyrocketed up to $405 thousand dollars that means for a minimum down payment on a conventional loan you need an additional two thousand dollars more in down payment or in other words you need to save 168 dollars a month on top of your current savings for a down payment and closing costs just to keep up with home appreciation so i'm going to walk you through 12 minimum down payments so you can better understand different loans and then decide what you want to do to buy a home so the first tier is conventional loans. Conventional loans are usually best for people who have lower debt compared to the income that they have and usually have a higher end credit score. So 680 and higher is usually best. However, the minimum can go down to 620. So um, the first one here is 3%. So this is usually reserved for first time buyers and a first time buyer is someone who has not been on the title to a home in the past three years. Now, first time buyers and Conventional loans have two programs underneath them called Home Ready and Home Possible. And you can use these if you're not a first time home buyer, if you're under an income limit in your area. So you can talk to a loan officer a little bit more if you qualify for those. But 3% down is the minimum that you need as a first time home buyer on a conventional loan, far less than the 20% that most people talk about. The second is 5% down. So if you've already owned a home, then you're likely going to have 5% as a minimum down payment on a conventional loan. You get disqualified from the first time home buyer label and can't use the 3% down. Now, if you are a first time buyer, you might consider looking at both a 3% uh, down payment and a 5% down payment and get quotes from loan officers on both because often you can get a lower interest rate on 5% down than you can on 3%. That's why it's good to compare. And then finally, 20% down. Why does everyone talk about 20% down? Well, 20% down used to be what was very common as a minimum years ago. It's not really a thing anymore. What 20% down does now is it eliminates the need for mortgage insurance, PMI, private mortgage insurance. So basically, if you have a down payment less than 20%, the lender is going to charge you a monthly fee called private mortgage insurance, which basically protects the lender in the case that you default on a loan. It's really not that expensive. It's usually probably going to be in between uh, $60 to $120 per month, depending on your loan size. Compared to the rest of the payment, it is not terrible, especially for the ability to not have to put 20% down. Now, I do have the full loan requirements for conventional loans in the description if you are interested in learning more about that. Then we move on to FHA. FHA is great for people who have a lot of debt compared to their income. This is what would be, what would be called a debt to income ratio, a high debt to income ratio. FHA is great for that. Also great for if you have some credit challenges. So FHA actually changes the down payment depending on what your credit score is. So there's two different uh, segments here. If you have a 580 credit score and higher, the minimum down payment is 3.5%, just a half percent higher than conventional. If you have anywhere between a 500 to a 579 credit score, then the minimum down payment is 
5%. FHA does require mortgage insurance for both of these types. If you have 10% down, mortgage insurance does fall off after 11 years on an FHA loan. And I also do have full loan requirements in the video description for this loan type as well. VA. VA is a fantastic option for veterans and works well with all different types of credit scores. So you do have to have a certificate of eligibility to be able to qualify um, for a VA loan, but the minimum down payment on VA is 0%. There's no down payment required, no monthly mortgage insurance required. However, there is what is called a funding fee. Think of it like mortgage insurance um, paid up front, and it's usually wrapped in, included inside of the loan amount. And I do have a full loan requirements video in the description as well. Another one, USDA 0% down. USDA is for what is called a rural area and more areas than you might think actually qualify for this. For a lot of people, if they extend their commute by around 15 to 20 minutes, usually they can be inside of a USDA area that's considered rural and you can do 0% down. USDA tends to like 640 credit scores and higher. However, there are lenders who will go down to a 500 credit score on USDA. And again, I do have the full loan requirements for this type of loan in the uh, in the description. And then we get to jumbo. So all these loans that we just talked about, conventional, FHA, VA, and USDA, all have loan limits except for VA. And the loan limit is just basically a maximum loan that the lender will give you. So if you go above that, limit, then you need to get into what would be called a jumbo loan. And jumbo loans are a little bit different because there's not as um, standard guidelines or standard rules as there are for these other types of loans. And so the down payment minimum can really vary a lot between different lenders. So you want to talk with different ones to see. But there are a lot of lenders who do 5% down as a minimum, and there are a lot of lenders who do 10% down as a minimum. These tend to be the most common for jumbo loans. However, again, there's not strict guidelines that all lenders follow on jumbo loans. It's all going to be dependent on the specific lender that you're working with. So if you want to find minimums for jumbo, if you're looking at uh, a loan size that is a lot higher than what you can get with conventional FHA or USDA, then you want to shop with lenders to find that minimum down payment. The next is portfolio loans. A lot of people aren't familiar with portfolio loans. Um, kind of in the same way that jumbo loans don't have a certain standard, portfolio loans are the same uh, in that they don't have one strict standard. It varies lender to lender. And portfolio just means um, that it's a special type of program that uh, usually is for a specific uh, group of people. So for instance, a lot of portfolio loans are what are called bank statement loans, where they actually use bank statement deposits and an average of those to qualify you for uh, a certain income rather than things like uh, pay stubs um, or W-2s or tax returns or something like that. That's usually for self-employed people who write off a lot on their taxes. And then their option is um, what's called a, a DSCR loan, a debt service coverage ratio loan, which basically is for investment properties where instead of underwriting income or asking for somebody's uh, W-2s, pay, uh, tax returns, pay, pay stubs, things like that, they'll actually look at how much income does the property create compared to how much is the monthly payment. So those are portfolio loans, usually for a special case scenario. And again, these are very lender to lender, but usually you're gonna run into 10% down as a minimum on certain programs for really well-qualified people, higher credit scores, low debt-to-income ratios, or 20% when you're getting into more of the investment-type loans. And then finally is down payment assistance, and we're also going to include 
uh, any sort of like grants in there, which we would classify as down payment assistance. And unfortunately, the answer is there is not one set. There's all kinds of down payment assistance programs throughout the US. The best way to figure these out is to search for your local housing authority, either in your county or state, and they should direct you to different programs. And different down payment assistance programs will either offer a certain dollar amount of assistance towards down payment uh, and or closing costs or a percentage of the purchase price towards down payment or closing costs. Just know that when you do run into down payment assistance programs, you might run into some where you don't have to pay anything, but more than often, uh, you will still likely need to bring some money to the closing table, maybe just not the full down payment. So for instance, I've seen it be very common where the down payment assistance program might offer 2% uh, in down payment assistance, and so on an FHA loan, if the 3.5% is the total, you need to bring 1.5% as the down payment. But all programs are different. So then this brings the question, we know the minimum down payment, but how does the minimum down payment actually impact how much house you can qualify for? Because the larger your down payment is, the higher purchase price you can actually qualify for. So this is how we can explore that a little bit. Okay, so let's run through a quick example using this max purchase price calculator. There's a, a link to this in the description if you wanna try it yourself. So let's say we're using a minimum down payment on conventional loans as a first time buyer, 3% down. And let's say we make $60,000 per year, and maybe we just have a credit card with a minimum monthly payment of $150 a month, just for an example. And let's say it's just, uh, maybe it's us, and then maybe we have somebody on the loan with us and they make $30,000 a year. So if we jump over to our dashboard, we could see what the estimated maximum purchase price would be. 343, 349, based on what lenders would use to help you look at debt to income ratios. Um, and this calculator explores that a little bit more. So 343 is kind of our baseline right now. Well, what happens then if we change this to, uh, let's say 5% down? All of a sudden that bumps it up to 348. Okay, nothing crazy. But then let's take a look at what if we went to 15% down? 378, 358. So we can see how that down payment, the more that we put down, actually starts to increase our maximum purchase price. So that might be something to consider. However, you might be on the other end of saying, actually, we just want to be able to get into a home so that we can catch up with appreciation or that we don't have to keep adding more and more monthly savings to be able to catch up to the larger down payment needed if homes continue to appreciate at the same level. So I know it's frustrating to see home values continuing to appreciate and you're saying like, I have the savings, I'm trying to save as quickly as I can, but it's difficult to keep up. Really the best thing to do is start exploring what loan programs might work best for you. Again, in the description, I have links to different loan requirements to help you figure out which one is going to be best for you. Start to see what the minimum down payment is and explore if that's an option that you wanna take. Maybe the minimum works for you, or maybe you wanna save more and you're actually comfortable with your ability to save to catch up with home values appreciating. And also at the same time, we don't know what appreciation will look like next year. We don't know what home values will do. And so really it's gonna be up to your risk level, what you're comfortable with, but the best way to figure this out is to first understand all of the options that are before you and then make a decision.